Sports. Hey, this is Matt Penridge. And I'm Andy Reid. And this is Fumbling Around. Tape live in front of a studio audience of Robert. As usual. Hey, today we have a very special guest. We haven't had a guest in the last two episodes, but today we do. It is none other than fellow improviser, teacher extraordinaire, improvised teacher, improviser teacher, teacher of improvisation. Man of many hats. Oh, man. James Casada. Hello. Hey, James. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I like the phrase improvised teacher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything I'm about to teach you is made up on the spot. (laughs) I'll figure out what I want to teach you as I'm going. Can I get a one-word suggestion of a subject? (laughs) That would be terrifying. (laughs) But James is here. Yeah. James, you love sports, right? Yeah. I think that they're a necessary thing in the world. (laughs) Oh, cool. A necessary evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, well, uh, uh, me and Julia were just talking about it because we were... uh, you know, we live in uh, Grand Circus. And so we were on our way out to um, uh, a family thing. on uh, She was Passover on Monday, yesterday. So we were on our way out to uh, her aunt's place to do that. And um, we were running a little bit late. And a Tigers game was letting out. And we were looking out the window like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> and because, uh, you know, it's just like a wave of people yeah. that's going to choke up like every way, every avenue out of the city and uh we were just like talking about like because because people just turn into assholes especially on their way out of the games because they're like <laughs> drunk or they're riled up and who knows I don't, I, I don't know who won or lost so they're either but it doesn't seem to make a difference because they're either angry about it and and uh shit talking or they're uh uh excited about it and yeah. shit talking um but yeah we were talking about how it's like um you know, it's like it's just one of those things that, where, that people get their like. I think a competitive spirit is built into just like people in general, and um, uh, investing in uh, sports um, is like a is like a fun way to get to like exercise that. Everybody needs an avenue in which to bury their feelings <laughs> and the pain, <laughs> right, and the pain yeah. of everyday life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a great conduit for what's really going on with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely... So I haven't played basketball regularly in a long time, and I that is one thing that I don't have is a regular competition. Like, even just playing at the Y, I would take it very seriously. <laughs> and, like, when... I would get upset about losing and stuff like that. I wouldn't be like a poor sport or anything like that. I'm sure I was fun to play with, but <clears throat> it would be the one time every week it would just be in for two hours, just trying to beat people at something, yeah. which I do not have in any sense. Like even in the improv competitions that we have, like I'm not, I'm not really against anybody. First of all, and winning this, the, the stakes are not like, I don't feel that great that somebody lost. Right. Yeah. But, but that, but also, I don't know. Maybe if you relate to this or not, but um, I feel like I don't I'm, I don't have a very like high competitive um, side of, of, of me, but mm. uh, I do think of improv as being competitive in the sense of like it's just a constant uh, battle for like personal best. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, yeah. It's not it's not like me versus you, but it's it's like me versus myself for just uh, trying to 
to uh, just constantly get better, and so that there's st- there's still that kind of like fuel behind it. That's like, ooh, yeah, ooh, I was almost had it that time. I want to get on stage and do it again. See if I can do it better. Yeah, and not um, not being complacent, like wanting to, like having not just accepting, like, oh, I guess it was just a bad show or something like that. But like, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to lose again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have that sense of like coming off of a set. I feel like win or loss. It's not quite the same, but it has replaced that. Yeah. (laughs) That was a tie. Even just the team kind of thing. um, For me, it's very similar. Like having being in troops and things like that is like having being on a team with coach Quesada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on a team with, with Coach Quesada. Improvised Coach Quesada. <laughs> he was fucking winging it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got a question, James. Do you know what America's favorite segment is? Is is it the Mighty Ducks? No. No, no that'll come okay. later. That's later. <laughs> it uh, is. Oh, this is the last one for a while. No, no. Yeah. This, it is. Is the, this is the retirement of this of America's favorite segment for at least yeah. a year. Yeah, um, it is called Red Wings Playoff Watch 2017. Um, if you didn't know, James, the Red Wings have made the playoffs for the last 25 years straight coming lot, into this season. A lot of times, a lot more than any other team. And this, this season, this season is no exception. Bueno. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no bueno. <laughs> Uh, they've been mathematically eliminated, actually, the last couple of episodes that yeah. we've had, but they are currently sitting at 33, 36, and 13, and just finished playing their last game at Joe Louis Arena ever. Good right, yeah. riddance. Cool. Which also... Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just want to piss people off. <laughs> uh, the Pistons had their last yeah, game at Nobody Palace. gave a shit. Like the, the different, it was like a day apart, right? The Joe uh, closed uh, on Sunday and the palace was Monday, right? The palace yeah. was definitely yesterday, Monday. <laughs> the difference between Twitter and the ceremony at the at the game and TV and every newspapers, the way they treated them. The Joe was this like fond farewell and they brought all, be, all these players back to remember all the good times in the building. They did that for the Pistons, they, Andy. No, you just didn't was, watch it. You... <laughs> Andy uh, Reid doesn't no, care, so the, the whole of it world in doesn't my own care. Hair. Nobody cared. There was n- none of the. There's all that standing. Yeah. No. Yeah, they brought back like all the bad boys. Dennis Rodman came back. Oh, I did see a picture. He hasn't like. I did see. Uh, he had a vape in his mouth. At, yeah. at the game. He's been in North Korea for the last four years. Oh he yeah, came back. that's right. Yeah. I think it's actually. I can't remember. I think this might be the first time he's come back. I don't think he came back for the last. No, that's not true. They retired his number, and he came to that. Um, but he does not come back very often. It was a big deal that he was there. Dennis the Worm Rodman. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to put but that he, there. Uh, What sucks is that the Pistons are the only team... Well, actually, a point... Uh, back to a different point. I think part of it is because the Joe is older. The Joe is from the 70s, whereas the Palace was open, like, in 1988 and feels like a new stadium, like... It doesn't feel retro. I feel like that's part of it. Like the Joe is from a different era of that's stadium. That's not that big of a difference in in my view. Is that really that, Honestly, that big no, of a difference? Honestly, no, it's not. But the way that uh, arenas are now, 
it is if it's 20 years old it's ancient and there's it kind of sucks because there's a huge difference between the joe and the palace because the palace is a modern arena whereas the joe isn't there's no luxury boxes there's the bathroom situation is awful the the, the food court situation is just much different the palace uh, was like box just has a whole garbage bag of popcorn yeah and you like reach your hand in it's and you grab some dude that's awesome i would yeah. go just for that the yeah. angle like the slope of the stairs like the seating is like illegal now i would imagine yeah. like it's like you're it's way more the press box um, is literally above the rafters you're like looking down on the banners onto the ice yeah normally it's crazy. 10 10 years normally wouldn't make a difference or however there's 10 or 15 years difference but literally the palace was one of the first modern sports arenas built. It was like a model arena. Yeah. It had the luxury boxes in the middle rows between the first and um, second deck. Um, I'm glad it they, was huge. They the were, concourse was huge. It was a big deal. They were gonna get. They were gonna get rid of it soon. I feel like because that's just the way that sports are. That every sport like holds out on the city and says, "Build us a new arena. We're out of here. This thing's 20 years old." No, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think if this new... was downtown, they wouldn't be looking. They would be looking to build a new arena in probably ten or fifteen years from now. This would have survived. Yeah. When are they going to get rid of Ford Field? Let's start that. Let's start that. It's Seventeen call. years old now. Yeah. yeah. It's it's ancient. Yeah. Um, the Vikings just opened their new place. It's better. We have to get one. It's true. We have to get a new one because the Vikings are our. Direct rivals? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of being sarcastic. <laughs> I, 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 the palace I, is... Moving from the palace is a lot bigger than just... The biggest thing is really... It's not about that the, the stadium wasn't good. It, it's that they want to be downtown. They I, lose a lot of ticket sales yeah. for being way out there. Yeah, yeah honestly. Um, and even, even distance away from Detroit isn't really as much of an issue to me as just... that. I just don't like that area. Like the... Uh, Pontiac, Auburn Hills. It's so boring. Area is just yeah, it's so industrial and spread out, and um, yeah, it's just a, it's miserable to drive in. Yeah. All you can't the, like, make highways a, out there. Yeah, you can't make a night out of going to a Pistons game the same way as you could like at a game downtown. My favorite right. Palace memory is Radiohead, floor seats for Radiohead. What year? Uh, 2011 or 12, probably. I think I was there the last time they came. It was like the, I was definitely there. It then. was like the first time they came to because they I guess in like the nineties they had a weird Detroit experience and they didn't come for like ten or fifteen years hmm. and they came for that one and that was the last one. So interesting. Yeah, it's probably even better for like like for Radiohead or touring bands like it shaves an hour off their drive. <laughs> right. Seriously, <laughs> it's not it's not little. Yeah, they're doing so much driving. <laughs> gotta cost a thousand dollars a mile to drive one of those buses uh james what's your favorite moment from the palace i think i only ever saw uh, maybe a couple pistons games there but i do i do remember seeing a pistons game there and really the only vivid memory uh i have is of um i threw maybe like a a piece of pretzel at the back of some someone's head (laughs) wow not a player no, no, we were, we were, we were yeah. <laughs> do your job, <laughs> dunk, dunk. <laughs> um, no, I just, uh, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like bored of, I was, I was pretty young. I was probably like 10 years old and I, uh, 
just threw a piece of pretzel at the back of uh, some guy's head. I was that kid for oh, during that game, and uh, just once, and he t- and he turned around and he was like, "Yeah, some kid is probably yeah, fucking kid." And uh, and it was me, and I uh, I just played cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got to interview Kobe there once. Oh, for real? Yeah, it was in like a scrum. It wasn't just one on one. You guys were grappling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were fighting. No, like uh, like at. Uh, he was at his away locker room, like putting his shoes on or whatever. And you said shoes, but you pointed at your <laughs> boxers. Yeah. Well, it is. I will say it. Uh, basketball more than other sports. Locker rooms are open for press conferences, and they're just totally comfortable with their bodies. I like that. The first time I went into a basketball locker room after a game. I was not prepared for what I was walking into, and it was ju- it was just the biggest dicks I've ever seen in my life. It's eye opening. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Like a baby's arm. All right. <laughs> uh, my favorite palace moment. No, I don't know if it was my favorite, but uh, one of one of my favorites. I had a company I worked for had season tickets for pretty close, not in the fold-out chairs, but very close. And it was where the players would um, exit. Like the visiting team would come right by us. And Mike Dunleavy, who's still in the league, was playing. And I'd seen him in an, like a McDonald's All-Star game like two or three years before that. And I don't know why I yelled this, but my uh, my ex-girlfriend was there with me. She was my girlfriend at the time. Mm. But I, I just this yelled... Why? Yeah, this is the story. <laughs> this why. Is the story. Yeah. I, as he was walking through, I don't know why. All I yelled was, "Hey, Dunleavy, I saw you play in high school." <laughs> and stopped and I, like had nothing. And, I, and my girlfriend just goes, "And you still suck." And oh. I was just like, "Thank God." <laughs> this is my favorite. I don't know why I yelled that, but as soon as I said, I was like. What's, what are you saying? And then she said that. And I was like, oh, thank God. I set it up. You knocked her down. Yeah. It's like, good, good. That's that's what I'm talking about, though, is that kind of like uh, that kind of culture in in when once the game is over of just like feeling like you got to yell stuff. Yeah. Like, I love yelling stuff. <laughs> I, My favorite thing in the world is to go to in a, like a semi-pro arena league game where there's only like 60 people sit right behind the opposing team and just yell at them. Yeah. It did. Are you, I mean, aren't you worried that like violence? Why? Will result? <laughs> no. The only time that's ever happened was the Pistons game oh, at the palace. Yeah. At the palace. And no, there's like this unwritten rule that you can yell whatever you want. And there's like a invisible wall in between the field and the stands. If, if you get, it if you cross a line, yeah. you'll probably get kicked out. Yeah. But, I mean, Oh wait 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 okay okay so you're you're not going to sit behind uh, other fans of the no the, okay. I'm ta- I'm yelling at the at players. the players okay yeah. I was thinking you're you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a circle of of this guy. Uh, supporters of the other team no, I, I'm gonna sit in the middle of them and start yelling I feel I, like you would get tackled I do I enjoy friendly shit talk with opposing because I uh that's one of my hobbies or whatever is going to away Michigan games and then you are just surrounded by the other team. Uh, their fans. Uh, I really enjoy friendly shit talk because it's it's fun for me, and I'm usually quicker on my feet than uh, some drunk Penn State fan. Um, but yeah, I never like I never get too mean about it because then there there have been times 
uh, Kentucky fans specifically and uh, Michigan State. Uh, I just expect it from Ohio State people, but where it is like, I am a little afraid for my safety right yeah. now. I hate people. I feel like it happens mostly at baseball games, but guys who are yelling like, I don't know, like strategy and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I say guys because it is never women. They never seem to be the crazy He's ones. Like but just the, like the steal yeah. the base sign. We're just like, come yeah. on, you man, you got to make that play. And it's just like, <laughs> nobody... They can't hear you. And like, I don't know. It seems so cliche to say that, but literally they can't hear you. Who are you yelling at? I was with my friends in the upper deck of Chrysler Arena one time when I was in high school. So we just came down for a weekend game to watch a Michigan game before I went to school. And we were uh, in a half empty upper bowl sitting right next to this old woman who came to the game alone. And whenever the other team was on offense... She just went like this, <laughs> from the upper deck, like, like, they, like that was, yeah, at them? like that was good from like the 115 feet away or whatever. Like how there's like she was gonna uh, affect his shot by just sitting quietly and like. What if it did though? What if yeah. he was at the line God and just like, damn it, yeah. she wasn't yeah. even. Do I have tinnitus? <laughs> Do I have tinnitus? <laughs> Do I have tinnitus? <laughs> 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 I should have That's gum? great though. Like, cause, cause there's, there's like, um, kind of, uh, heckling chants that are like that to try to throw off people, uh, oh, during sure. like, like, yeah. and stuff. That, that's a good one. I like that. That's, uh, the dial tone. I feel but like we've got a, a whole woman quietly doing that basically to herself. <laughs> right. Yeah. She was yeah. doing it to herself. I'm surprised that an <laughs> was, I went to, I went to a Michigan game at, uh, a football game at Northwestern one time and there was a kid. Uh, we were in the back row of the stadium, literally as far as you can get from the uh, from the field as possible. And this kid, every time Northwestern was uh, on offense, was going hut 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 <laughs> like he was gonna make the center uh, start like false start. Not, yeah, it's not gonna yeah. happen, kid. I've always wondered. Like, it seems like an NBA team should bust this out. Like it would have to be in a late game situation in the playoffs to ever do this because you could only do it once and either A, they'd change the rules or B, people would just expect it. But like really have some kind of like strategy for LeBron James is at the free throw line and it's game seven. And it's just like you tell the crowd like instructions on the board of just like everybody shut up and one person in the crowd is going to talk to LeBron James because like what they're used to is just a big cloud of noise. Um, and if you just, everybody just shut up and there's just one person like, Hey, yeah. Hey, LeBron. Hey, Hey, yeah. Hey, LeBron. Then it's, then it's like happy Gilmer. That one guy that's like, <laughs> hey, you suck. Yes. Um, we did some, um, uh, there was like a club of people that were in charge of the student section at basketball games and they would try things like that, especially my freshman and sophomore year. It was like, it was not like it was now the team was bad. So it was only half filled every time. So we could try some fun things like trying to get the entire arena silent during free throws, which is, it was unnerving. Yeah. Or, um, there was, we tried, <laughs> we tried to do like a Chinese fire drill with the entire student section, but we canceled at the last, cause it, we were like, you know what? This might cause a panic. Right. <laughs> if everybody just starts running around and switching seats. This might cause a panic. So we yeah. didn't, didn't do that one. That's probably a good call. I was at a Lake Spears state basketball game once and they did the thing where, uh, 
So there's a shot clock in the NBA for anybody who doesn't know. And at, at the end of it, you have to shoot the ball. And if you don't, then it's the other team's ball. And so um, with like five seconds left or yeah, no, the other way. Yeah, we did wait, this wait, too. Wait, is, is, this, is this per per, uh, per possession or like yeah, a free each throw? possession there's a shot you clock. have to shoot. I should probably make it clear uh, for the many <laughs> listeners out there. I, and I, I am, uh, yeah. although I I am working on my uh, just ability to, to like respect and have a conversation about sports <laughs> without shitting on it as, as I used to. Um, the, I just want to make it clear that I know little to nothing yeah. about sports. Yeah, so I just you, wanted to make it clear that the reason why I was giving a little more explanation because I thought maybe because you of didn't. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were right to do so, and even that wasn't enough because yeah. I didn't know. But so during so for uh, one side has possession, you have thirty seconds. To shoot the ball or yeah, you in college forfeit. basketball. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so they would do the thing where they would, if it's the opposing team has the ball, they would start counting down early. They would start like. With, it is crazy how effective that is. Yeah. Because the. like with, so, the, so wait, wait, let me explain it. In the black the backboard, right? And right above that, there's this big clock with the, the time. So you can. Right. Where you're looking, that is in your field of vision, how much time you have left. So, yeah. So with like. Um, say eight seconds left on the actual time clock, the team would start ch- like the crowd would start chanting down from six. So we'd we'd be chanting six, five, four, three, two, one. But at one, really, there's two or three seconds left on the shot clock, and this and people would sometimes just shoot. Oh, yeah. They would just hear the crowd chanting it and get oh no and think scared. That's the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. shoot. And yeah. we, I saw that successful once, and it made me laugh. I, I feel like, what, what about yeah. doing it the other way, where it's like, there's, we used there's, to do that too. there's like three seconds left, but you're yeah. like, 10, yeah. 9, and oh, then, yeah. bang, out. <laughs> we, uh, we had it work both, yeah, both ways, where we, we did that a couple times, where at like five, we would start going like, 10, yeah, and it was just no shot. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like awesome. I, I would, if uh, during a free throw, I just um, get a whole group to just start yelling like, hey! <laughs> that might be the Chinese fire drill situation yeah, yeah, yeah. again, though. Yeah. Oh no, this guy's hurt. Yeah, uh, my leg's broken. <laughs> I need a doctor. There's some There's, really good videos of people just like just going crazy. I don't know. Um, we used to uh, we used to designate a bum of the game. One of the um, one of the players. We were just like, this is the guy we're going for, and every time. He had the ball. We would just chant the word bum at him. And there were people that that really affected. Some didn't care, whatever. But just get like, bum, bum, bum. Or like, you're a bum. You're a bum. Like, come on, guys. That hurts. Daryl Strawberry in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daryl. Oh, they can take it. Daryl. Uh, we, uh, the, Joe is not the only hockey legend we lost this week. Joe, the Joe, uh, Lewis. Arena. Okay. Joe Lewis Arena. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Red Berenson retired from Michigan. Oh, did he? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he started. Coaching. He's their coach. Ah, he was not anymore. He started in '84. Yeah, he's been a there for long a long time. Fucking oh. career. Played in the NHL as well. Uh, yeah, great career in the NHL. Like over 200 goals. Uh, only one person since him has scored six goals in a game. Pretty cool. Yeah. He uh he played at Michigan too. Um and before his freshman year, he hitchhiked from uh Saskatchewan to Ann Arbor to come play. That's pretty sweet. And that yeah, and then uh 
he at the end he um refused to sign an NHL contract before he finished out his business degree was very into like making sure that his players took the education side of sports seriously which is really cool he left coaching in that he was he was the St. Louis Blues head coach and he left coaching in the NHL to come back to college and uh he was just, like, was he a good NHL coach? He was uh, NHL coach of the year in 80-81. Oh, wow. But I think his career ended up taking a bit of a die. I don't think like the last three years were as great as the first. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was one of the last few, like, bastions of, like, badass <laughs> uh, sports people. Nice. You know? I did not realize he retired. Yeah, yeah. He's a staple in Detroit. Hockey, yeah. yeah. Um, Not bad. He, uh, I, he was like that was like the first major beat I covered at the student paper, and uh, he was just like the oldest school guy I've ever been around. He's got to be up there too, right? Seventies, I think. Yeah, I can't imagine there's many coaches anywhere who started coaching as long ago as he did. He started coaching in eighty four. That was, was just at U of M. Yeah, like he was a coach in the seventies. Yeah. People who coached in the 70s are not around anymore. Yeah. That's 40 years ago. Yeah. Wow. No nonsense, dude. Gave me a ride Most home. of them are probably dead. Once. That's kind of like improv, though. It's hard to find Yeah, coaches that are uh, from that era of, of like the 80s where it just was first starting. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah. I mean, Del Close is dead, so yep. <laughs> what are you going to do? Knocked him off the list. Yeah. The rest are soon to follow. <laughs> <laughs> I got an update for you. Uh, the last... So the Free Press wrote this article because... Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Bon Jovi played the Joe, and they're dubbing <laughs> that as the last rock band to play the Joe, even though the last concert is going to be Hall & Oates. Like, how, they're, they're a rock band. Is that... How are they not what? rock? But that's the Joe. We've had this thing. We've been so. Here was our idea. We've talked about it a couple of times now, James. But our idea was: Have you ever heard of the Last Waltz, the band's Last Waltz? No. Uh, it was you know Bob Dylan's band, the band. No. Okay, so Bob Dylan's band was called the band, and they became they were like famous on their own as well. And when they were calling it quits back in the day, they had one last concert called the Last Waltz, and it was just a series of very famous musicians an artist coming out and singing one song with them one at a time and stuff like that. Martin Scorsese did like a documentary about it. So it's all filmed. Cool. And so we were pitching the last waltz, Bob Seger style where Bob Seger and the silver bullet band would play one last Joe concert and have like all the famous Detroit artists come out and And play a song with like Eminem to come and rap over Bob Seger song. Jack White, Jack White, rap over Bob Seger song, (laughs) kid rock, kid rap rap over a Bob Bob Seger song. Aretha Franklin. And then he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the stage shaggy Two dope and violent. J and yeah. ICP comes and lays one down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the, who, uh, what's the other? What's a big? No wait, Big Sean. Big yeah, Big Sean. He's not that big in real life. In real life, yeah. <laughs> but he's the. He's but where do I know him from? <laughs> <laughs> from On the stage, though. The stage. He's huge. And yeah. Uh, oh, you the, mean? Oh, yeah. Like when you <laughs> like, like not him. that big of a name. No, like oh. stature. Yeah, gotcha. He's, no, he's, he's not, not that big of a guy. But he's uh, the way. Is up. he from Detroit? Yeah, I don't know who that is. He goes way up. I feel blessed. No, no. Uh, so, anyways, though, the last band is <laughs> all in that Oats. That's I kind of want to go see it. Why? 
because oh, it seems like this. Doesn't Hall was doesn't Hall or Oates sing really high? What's a Hall and Oates? That one. This one is a yeah. That doesn't sound like one. That is absolutely one. I always get that confused with the. Um, I was gonna say Mighty Ducks, Ducktales. Ducktales. I think Hall and Oates is. Man, I feel like a lady. No. Nope. <laughs> Man, I feel like a lady. Yeah. That's the different. That's the opposite one. Hmm. I think that's one of them. But so that's that's the last concert. Hall and Oates. I feel like, you know, not my pick. What are they, so what, what happens to it afterward? I think they're going to blow it up. I think I'm... Yeah, I don't think there's an official plan yet, but I believe the I, they're going to tear it down. I can't see... I think they're going to give it, it, it to the Mythbusters to do something with Dan Gilbert will save Detroit with it. Yeah, perfect. The Cheetos Hall of Memories. It was really hard to pee there. Hmm. Long lines. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if you were a woman, because it was back when they built stadiums and they're like, women aren't a lot out of the house, so <laughs> we only need three stalls for them. Because <laughs> oh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect to find even that many women there. Yeah. Gotcha. People used to hate They just didn't women. play. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. true. Not invited. Huh. Um, I have one more update. Oh, there was like uh, uh, upwards of 40 octopi, octopodes thrown on the oh, ice. Oh, and P.S. PETA, I saw some headline, didn't even read Get the article. Get off your high horse, Enough with that. PETA. Do you know the tradition of throwing octopi? Yes. Octopodes. So, yeah. PETA, of course. I mean, of course. I'm sure this is the nine millionth time this story has been written that PETA has a problem with it. They can go at themselves. All right. We're going to throw some octopi out <laughs> on the ice. And just deal with it. All right. They're... I don't know where it started. Because wait, because you have to a win eight games. A long time ago. Yeah. That's what it, when it was. So it was the original six. That Detroit was one of the first six NHL teams. And you had to win six playoff or eight, eight playoff games to win a championship. And that was how many legs they had. Yeah. So they could have thrown spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. PETA may have had a different stance on it. Yeah, because they're icky. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PETA, just get off it. Yeah. Do you remember that octopus that um, predicted the World Cup? One more time? <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's an octopus that predicted the World Cup. It's just like a groundhog uh, that predicts the spring? Or? Yeah, he was like... He, he I mean, I kind cute. of... Yes, I remember this. He was cute. I, I don't. I, I don't know where this was going. I just remembered him. He was cute. The interesting part was that he brought his own mic to that interview. Yeah, and he had a tight five at the beginning. Yeah, I got one more thing before we call this segment over. Uh, oh no! Oh my god! Oh guys, yeah. we have not talked about the Mighty Ducks. I, I was gonna say there was no way I, I was oh, ready to move man. on. Let's move I, I on sat to that. Through an out of context fifteen yeah. minutes yeah. to the we end of that to, movie, we go. better talk about it yes. for at some length. Ooh, we have to talk about it. The uh, um, spring game? Is that what you want to talk about? No. no. <laughs> we're, we're done with all other sports. We're talking Mighty Ducks now. For anybody who's listening to this podcast for the first time, we've been watching the Mighty Ducks 15 minutes at a time in sequential order. Then we talk about those 15 minutes yep. on each episode. Tonight? We only got a nine minutes. To yeah, that. because we finished that bad boy tonight. Whew. We so how many, how many 15 end. minutes... How many 15-minute chunks were there up to the, tonight? This was the sixth episode we've done this segment, I believe. Short movie, right? Uh, it's, yeah. Well, like, Normal. 
60, 75, uh, so like 80, 84 minutes, I guess so. <laughs> Tight 84. Something like that. Tight In and out in 84. I can figure out when the first time we did it was, if you guys want to talk amongst yourselves. Well, all right. So we jumped in in the middle of the final game. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Mighty Ducks before? Yeah, it's been a while. I've seen it it a bunch of times. Um, Who hasn't? Who exactly? Who who, of our generation, it it would be odd if I hadn't seen it uh, several times. But it's, it's been forever since I've seen it. First thing that stood out to me... Was how much uh, I know. I know that like people in the in the audience of the game or in the stands of the crowd. What do you call it in sports? Crowd, crowd fans, crowd fans, Pe- fans. Um, uh, in in the in the crowd were wearing green and purple because that's the Mighty Ducks colors, right? Yeah. But there's a particular shade of each color that's like you can't find that anymore. It's like, it's like a turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> kind of teal yeah and like a Emerald, hot yeah <laughs> hot purple it's like uh early 90s sports team colors yeah yeah that's what they all did the i remember Pistons having a, a hornets jacket that there had you those go. colors yeah. and then and then some like arbitrary you know like gloves or like uh, uh nylon snow pants that that were turquoise <laughs> and hot purple yeah but, uh, yeah, but there's a bunch of it in the yeah. in the audience. Like, wow, that was like this, the, is a, this is the same era that we got the Toronto Raptors, right? And that's why their uniforms are the way they are. Yeah. For, <laughs> also, for the record, this is our seventh segment. So, oh, good, over yeah, ninety. No. What a kid. So, <laughs> but yeah, the colors we've talked about it before too. The Mighty Ducks jerseys are badass. Dope. They are so cool. They are so much better because actually, the Mighty Ducks in the NHL, they're not even the Mighty Ducks anymore. They're just the Ducks. Ducks. Um, but they are the they they just took Mighty out of it. Yep, they're yeah. they're named Anaheim, after the right? movie. Yeah, Anaheim Ducks, the Los yep. Angeles Ducks of Anaheim. Uh, yeah, they were they used to be the Mighty Ducks. Well, they had some weird name. No, that's the baseball team. Yeah, that that's the Angels. Yeah, in the outfield. Wait, what is the the baseball team's actual name? It is the Los Angeles or yeah, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, Ugh. so weird. But anyway, so the Detroit Pistons of Auburn Hills. Yeah. Uh, as we left off last segment, the Hawks had just scored yeah. to make it four to two with like six minutes left in the third period yeah. of the championship game. That was the championship game. Stressful state championships. Um, well, Pee Wee League. They never say yeah. division. I think it's world championships. Community it's probably the world county county championships. I mean, the national papers are covering. So. Yeah. So. Then we see, for the first time, um, the girl, the only girl on the team who is a figure skater, her brother and her were both figure skaters. Yeah. She goes into some kind of spin mm-hmm. and mesmerizes the other team. Of s- a pliet, Andy? You <laughs> think it's called a pliet? I think it might be called a pliet. That sounds legit. Yeah. It sounds legit, but... So she's plieting in yeah. the <laughs> center of the ice yeah. and everyone stops... Yeah, to they're, watch. Like, they're ooh, fucking blown ooh, away. Like it's, it's yeah. a, it's like a Harlem Globetrotters. They're yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. how do you do that on skates? They're saying, I've never yeah. seen a play out yeah. like that in a hockey game. Uh, Bombay throws a bucket of confetti in somebody's face, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she scores. Yeah, well, yeah, they pass the puck to him. But it's not on elastic string yeah. like the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they score, and now it's. Four three Hawks. Four minutes and twenty five seconds left. And then right after that, like she's like celebrating, and some dude just comes over and knocks her on the ground. Like a full yeah. minute after her goal, yeah. she's just like, "Oh, cool! I've never scored a goal before. I'm like doing a little dance." Yeah, that's not okay. No, automatic 
that's automatically that kid is for sure off the team. Even in the NHL, like not you cool. can get a hit in right after they score a goal. If not, you get one in, it's fine. But not in a, in a yeah. NFL blitz. Thirty seconds after a whistle, no, it's not happening. So then Fulton comes over and then shoves the guy over the boards into the uh, like yeah into the bench. Tea kettle. He gets kicked out of the game, which has real no con- it has no consequences. Uh-huh. Right, nobody seemed upset about it. Even he, yeah. he was like, uh, "Sorry, gotta yeah. <laughs> gotta sit this one out. My oh, bad." Coach. Yeah, we never see him like. And then, usually yeah. when somebody on the team gets kicked out in one of these movies, there's like the shot of him in the locker room, like Going slamming crazy. down his gloves yeah. and like, wish God he could still be it. there. Yeah. Punching the locker. God damn it. Win one for me, guys. Yeah, yeah, never no. get to see that. It's just, he just flips him and he's like, yeah. worth it. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> also, I don't know if you noticed, so, but Fulton's 40 years old. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. We, we talked about the flying V. Oh yeah. Last episode and how, it has to have been a thing that came up in D2 because we have gone 90 minutes without one fucking mention of the Flying V. Not a practice, nothing. So this... There's no... So no... no they have not dropped. No. So okay. it's like... It's the opposite of Chekhov's gun, right? Like if, if you... you say if so. you You know that that, that writing in- thing, right? If you... If you... If you mention a gun in the first act, you that gun has to be used. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. Right? This this is the opposite effect of that. Like, what the? How do you just put this in in the last ten minutes of a movie? Right. It's like the big thing. They. I mean, to be surprised from the first practice, they should have been like, he should have been like, let me teach you guys one flying V. Well, are there other things that they do like the other moves that come up, like the pliet? Are all those? Are those? Those are all, all coming out of the, out of nowhere. Yeah, all brand new. There's I, no scene where he's like. There's a coaching montage uh, of like, let me show you some stuff. Not, well, right. she she's a figure skater. That's how she. I gets get, on the well, team. yeah, so I get that. that but, yeah. but he was never like, uh, no, well, you you can you can never use that in your own way. Mm-hmm. There's all and there's other ones too. Fulton's uh, Fulton has the like crazy slap shot that goes like six thousand miles. An but that's hour. all set up. No, no, it's not. Yeah. That's set up that he has that crazy slap shot, yeah. but then all of a sudden they're like Statue of Liberty play. Then I don't think they re- oh. they didn't rehearse. But they or at least mentioned that. that he had like a crazy awesome slap shot. Wait, but, what about right. the triple deke? Yes, that, that is, was that up. was mentioned. Okay, yes, but the trick plays, even the trick play though, the yeah. Statue of Liberty, it was never like, oh, we could do a Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Like, yeah, he had a hard. That shot, was, I guess, but, like the first trick play yeah. of the movie. But I think the other thing is, it's like. It doesn't matter. We don't remember it. It's because in the moment, if you've never seen it before, and all of a sudden they call on this flying V, you're like, what is yeah. that? Well, yeah, yeah and, you, and you're like, oh, of course, because they're ducks. Yeah, and also, even watching it now, we already know the flying V is a, st- is a thing, and we're even surprised. I am, That's good work. I am, yeah. this, the whole last 40 10 years minutes later. is like... Whoever was writing this movie was just like, yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck it. Just fuck. we know that they're gonna win. Just like fucking, let's do it. No way, dude. The, the let's get this fucking over with. Even knew he was like, oh, it's yeah, the flying yeah. V. I'm not coming out with the flying V. Yeah. yeah. Also, I disagree. I feel like they knew two things going into this movie. That team's called the Mighty Ducks, and they're winning with a flying V. <laughs> I don't Improvised think so. direction. And I'm, but then why hey, not mention and I, it? And Andy, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Why not put it? <laughs> Why not put it somewhere before where he's like, guys, for the surprise effect, you know what ducks do? Yeah. If he was just having like a conversation with, with the team, like nah, in the then first you know. half hour of the movie when he's like, you know what, you guys, you got to start playing together. When ducks fly south for the winter, they protect each other. 
I think yeah, it, no, he's right. I think they he, should. They right, totally Matt. should have. No. Absolutely. It, the whole last ten minutes was just like, ah, f- uh, f- um, just fucking make him do it like a, like a duck does. I I think they knew two things about the movie. It's called the Mighty Ducks, and they got to get get it done by next Saturday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. No this way. Is going over budget, and we just need <laughs> yeah. to fucking end this thing. We no only way. got the ice ring for today. Thing. You can't. And there's start. like six hundred uh, extras here. We got to get them out of here. Yeah. No way. It's we a have great to, movie. We're, we're buying craft services for all of these people. There's like a thousand people in this building. We got to get this done. You, what can they do? No. Uh, I don't know. Make them go behind the yeah, behind ducks. the net. Yeah, and make a fucking V, and then. Just, just don't fucking do it. They go, but yeah, they're, they're all in a weird cluster behind behind the net at the start of it. There's not like a face off that leads to the flying V. They're they're all somehow isolated behind the net, and then they they just kind of like roll out into the V. Yeah, it's like it's like if in the movie Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. If in the movie Independence Day they had gone. 90 minutes of them getting their asses kicked by aliens for and then right before the movie was about to be done they're like oh yeah um uh, we got a spaceship so uh just, just put it up there and, and go you go blow them up they set the whole thing up there's a spaceship from fucking the beginning what I didn't get. It. I'm gonna cut all of that. That I'm last so, whole thing out mad. of this podcast. I don't even know what that means. Any 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 movie any movie like the catalyst of the ending. If they just like whipped it on you in the last ten minutes, yeah. First of all, it's not okay. It's a kids movie, and as a kid, doesn't matter. You were like, "Holy shit!" Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. the flying. No, as a kid, I was like, "Deus ex machina." <laughs> not okay. Uh-uh. Not okay. I expect more. Not okay. From a, just over ninety minutes. Yeah, or if the Matrix, uh, if it was just. The people in the Matrix getting their asses kicked by Agent Smith, and then the last ten minutes of the movie, they're like, "Oh yeah, we got this dude. Uh, he's like, uh, he's like Jesus. Neo, they his name is." They didn't get their. A- I mean, <laughs> they didn't get their asses kicked. It was four to three when they did this. <laughs> but like the whole movie is the, how awesome the Hawks are and how bad the Ducks are, and we just find out at the beginning, at the, at the very end, that uh, Gordon is like. The most amazing strategy. At the halfway point, the ducks couldn't skate. I know. <laughs> so why not at that point be like, guys, I have these incredible trick plays yeah. that we are gonna blow people's minds. I've been with. sitting on a duck theme playbook. Yeah, yeah. For I my whole career. That's like, the reveal. Where he's like montage where he's like drawing it on the board. He's like, guys. Huh. Hey, number one improv rule. I don't know if it's number one. It's not number one because that's yes and but Show don't tell. Don't talk about how you have these secret moves. You just show them. Yeah. You're not going to show them twice. Well, yes. No, that's <laughs> no. Because what, what? No. What they did was they told. He was like, "Hey, what do ducks do? They fly together." They never said do that. the flying V. Yeah. That's telling instead D- of showing. This is if they, if because if at the end he wouldn't even even had to have said that. They could have just come out yeah. if they introduced it earlier and shown you they that they figured, learned it. They figured this out in D two because all of like they actually have that speech in D two when they're like About down on their tell. lucks and the the uh, uh, hillbilly redneck kid is like when the cows are flying home and the ducks are flying and ducks fly together. All right. So wait, has this podcast gone off the rails? Because you think. I think I think Mighty Ducks is a bad movie. Wow! After watching not, the last ten minutes, that, I think Mighty Ducks never is said a that bad before. movie because no. I just watched the last ten minutes. In it, in a, I mean, in it, when you're putting it next to movies like Independence Day and The Matrix, right? It's a little less ugh, right? well crafted. 
Independence Day, maybe. I, I don't get me started on The Matrix. I, I hate that movie. Really? Yeah. I hate that movie. All right. I don't know what to tell. Because of its well-crafted plot structure? Right. No, it's got no plot. It's got a bunch of special effects that are <laughs> no longer that special. What well, Name uh, uh, one of your favorite movies. The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. What if in The Big Lebowski, in the last 10 minutes of the movie, they were like, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, um, you know, he's got this rug, and that's why they, he was pissed. That's why he, like, went out and tried to, like, figure out what was going on here. What? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the same <laughs> thing. A Disney movie. No, right. it's the no. Moving on. <laughs> they were just like, hey, Move, we gotta figure this out. We gotta end this movie. Uh, yeah, they're pissed about. He was pissed about the rug. Dude, they've been <laughs> setting up that they have trick plays the whole time. No, they I haven't. Have we just hey, look, named. I don't know. You're telling me that that me. hasn't been happening. We just <laughs> named three of them: the Statue of Liberty play. We saw one of you saw two of them. But then, the Spinorama play. But. At, but when they take the time out, he's like, guys, all right, it's our last this last ditch effort. You know what time it is. Flying V. And he says it like we're all supposed to be like, oh, my God. Well, it would just mention it at some point in the previous 90 minutes that this was like the thing that's going to win the game. That's the strategy. giving it away, though. No, no, because um, like we mentioned Little Giants last uh, time they they set up the annexation of Puerto Rico throughout the whole movie. What? Whoa! What? Yeah, and that's dumb. No, it's not. That's great, and they don't show you what it is. Then and you then... just know that's what's going to happen at no, the end of this no, movie. No, they don't show you what the annexation of Puerto Rico is. But then when the little nerd kid that's making their plays, when he's finally like, guys, it's time, the annexation of Puerto Rico. You can know that you're about to see you're, some shit oh you mean like the triple deke that they set up the entire movie and <laughs> that that's what won them the yeah. game <laughs> yeah that why not at least throw out the the flying v at some point i'll grant i'll grant you this though regardless of whether or not they set it up as uh well as they damn well should have um they're cool man <laughs> they're those cool. are cool moves <laughs> cool triple deke yeah I know. I've, I'm sure that I, I uh, uh, that after seeing that movie, I'm sure my brother and I hit the the uh, roller hockey. Uh, what I don't the the the, 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 the hockey. what is it a court? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure that we try to do, pull those moves a in the in the uh, roller hockey situation. Yeah, for out for in the street. Sure. Um. So, anyways, now so it's four to three. And with like three seconds left, no, um, uh, four to four, the flying V tied it up. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it was the best play in the world, so it tied it up. That yeah. we just learned about. Hi. Oh. Uh, so with like yeah, oh, that's right. They tied it up. It's four to four, and with very with no time left on the clock, the last second, Charlie gets pulled down mm-hmm. on a breakaway. Uh, does not get the shot off, and he is awarded a penalty shot that can be taken by anybody on the team. Yeah. And what's very strange is that, like, coach is like, Charlie, you're going to take it. And once again, Andy and I have been talking about this. We are reminded that Charlie is not the best player on the team. In fact, he sucks <laughs> he's at got hockey. Him turd. Yeah. He's kind of, and when they when the coach is like, Charlie's going to take it, they're all like, oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> That is the I don't yes. remember that. That's the biggest surprise for me is like 
remembering they like, all, oh, Charlie sucks. Yeah. He's not the best player on this team all at the all. Kids do not want Charlie to take the shot. Yeah, they're like not Charlie. Yeah. Which is just very he's, strange. He's kind of just but like a wiener. Like the whole movie, he's not a strong leader. Yeah. He's not a good hockey player. He's just like this a little... This is the... Who is it? Joshua Jackson? Yeah. He's just a little wiener that wants Bombay to fuck his mom. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission <laughs> accomplished. <laughs> so, yeah. So... But he does it. He gets the triple deke in there, which yeah. is, you know, it's hard to tell which is the first of the dekes. Yes, yeah, yeah. they movements, do a terrible but, uh, job of that. Yeah. It was at least an octuple deke. Yeah. Well, he was just. It, I mean, he's kind of like shifting while he's skating. Like, yeah. Like yeah. you do, and but then, but then it's like he's just moving a little. He's swaying a little bit too much to left and right. It's like, is he pulling moves right now? Yeah. <laughs> is he just sick skating, moves. or is he? Are these like, yeah, sick moves? But yeah, but he buries the shot with he no did, time left. They couldn't five to four. Ha. Ducks. Ducks win the championship. <laughs> yeah. And they play We Are the Champions yeah. in the rink. Yeah. Smash and, cut uh, to Bombay leaving for the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he bringing in his own gear. <laughs> bringing his own gear to go to the NHL. Were there any redeeming characters or qualities of the Hawks? No. Is it, is it just one of those? There's one kid. There's one kid that asked... They asked why the other one was so mean to, to uh, uh, yeah. Banks. He was concerned concerned with Banks because uh, do you remember Banks? Like they hurt him on purpose. Another the Hawks coach tells yeah. 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 So that happened, and there was a bit of that. But really, other than that, besides Banks, who obviously is now a duck, no. And the coach is just an awful, awful, awful yeah. person. See, I don't think that's a good message either. Is that like uh, I, I don't I don't like when in Disney movies or. or anything else where like okay these they're kids they're still kids wow. they're doing a good they're a good team they're why great. do they have to be evil because they're like you know good on top it. of their game <laughs> right that yeah making kids feel rich. bad about like well if i'm if yeah if, if i uh if i'm doing well at, at uh, my sport am i oh my, oh my god am i one of the hawks right. <laughs> <laughs> wait my team hasn't lost oh the my game god <laughs> Oh my god! Is that who I am? Um, I want to see a spinoff movie of the kid that hurt Banks and his like spiral into drugs, drugs, and yeah, like the Nazis were just doing their job too. Yeah, doing weird things in restrooms. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, Coach. Yeah, so earlier at some point, he took the team. Bombay took the team to a game, and uh, Mike Madonna, who played for. Uh, played in the NHL. He's like skating off the ice and he's like, oh, give me, let me know if you yeah, want first, me to call somebody yeah, first for of a all, tryout. This NHL player recognizes Gordon Bombay from when he was 11 yeah. in Pee Wee's. was like, that's guy. who the old guy was at the end? No, wait, no, no, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, no. Wait, no. Back up. So Say at again. the end of like uh, maybe 30 minutes previous in the movie, Bombay takes all the ducks to a Minnesota North Stars game. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, he got, they're allowed to see them kind of practice before the game, and they're standing on the ice. And as the, all the players are coming off, they're walking by the Ducks. And Mike Madonna, who's an NHL player, stops and is like, "Hey, Bombay, I remember you. Hey, your coach is pretty good. Let me know if you want a, uh, uh, a tryout. tryout. Yeah. For and then like yeah. So the cut you to were the, the end best of the movie. Year old hockey yeah. player I've ever seen. He's leaving for NHL? this tryout, right? <laughs> which just makes absolutely no sense Again, at all. The late like. 
it's just like let's get this fucking movie over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I I it was on the clock. Got to got to get it yeah. done by by Saturday. It fellas. was yeah. So anticlimactic in a way. Yeah. So and then yeah, he kisses Charlie's mom. He goes down the Deeply. line. All the players give him some kind of advice. Kisses Charlie's mom. Gets on the bus and then he yells. No matter what happens, we'll see you next season. We got a title to defend. Except if he makes the NHL. There's no way he's not coaching them next season. Unless they're playing in the summer or something. (laughs) Right. Which I don't think it was summer. There's snow on the ground in one of those. So that was the Mighty Ducks. And Coach, coach, I got to take a leave of absence to go coach these kids. Yeah. (laughs) No matter what. $2 million a year. Yeah. No matter what. (laughs) No matter what. And that's the name of the episode, and that is our time for segment one. Yeah. So I believe we have a special guest lined up for segment two. James, thanks for being here. Now yeah. we have to go. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got, yeah. Anything else? No. Nah, so? Feel good. All right. Welcome back to segment two. Hey, I'm still uh, Matt Penridge. I'm still uh, Andy Reid. <laughs> and this is still Fumbling, Fumbling around. around. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, our first guest segment, James Casada, had to leave, but... Luckily for us today, we have a special guest for segment yeah. two. His name is Barry Curseword, and he's right here. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey, Andy. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Barry, Good. how's it going? Oh, I'm doing great. Huh? It's it's Curstwood. Curstwood. Yeah. I'm not, so not sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm so sorry about that, Mr. Curseword. With the help. Uh, that's on us. Um, Barry, you're here today because it's very interesting. Barry has a startup. Uh, company um, and you manufacture uh, athletic balls. That's Is right, that correct. Well, oh, that's the intention. Sure, yeah. I've always said that you cannot play sports without a ball. I, you know, most of them. I, it depends <laughs> on what you consider a sport. If you're swimming, you don't need a ball. That's oh. true. If it's if that's a sport, to me, that's not a sport because I manufacture sports balls. Yeah. What about hockey pucks? Do you manufacture pucks? Sure do. That's a ball. Oh, what kind of sports balls do you have? Basketball. Yeah, we got we well. Hopefully, all of them. It's a startup, so I'm just I'm kind of getting off the ground floor. Sure, you know. Great. Uh, what's it called? Cursed wood. Cuss just, words. Just balls. cursed words. Cursed. No, it's cursed. Cursed wood. Ah. Cursed words. Cursed wood. Cursed words. Balls. Cursed words. Balls. Cursed word. You, you you're making me do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's cursed wood. It, it cursed wood. Athletic balls. Interesting. So, um, it's a family kind of thing, kind of like uh, Spalding. <gasps> no, it's not. It's not like Spalding. Like Wilson? No, it's definitely no. It's even farther from Wilson, if that, if you can believe it. Spalding, Wilson, these are these are garbage companies. You really miss the ball. Not no pun intended. (laughs) Not getting your volleyball in that uh, movie, huh? Wilson. If he would have said cuss words, (laughs) not cuss words. It's it's what cursed. It's it's cursed wood, as you know, like sort of uh, cursed wood. Yeah, cursed wood. I'm sorry, did you say Spalding and Wilson were garbage companies? Garbage companies run by garbage people. Oh. Wow, they're very successful, though. They sell a lot of equipment. As far as I know, the most successful. Well, yeah. yes. Uh, the most uh, m- most of 
the most successful people are garbage people. Oh. Take, for instance, the Hawks and Mighty Ducks. Oh, you've They're seen They're represented... It. Yes, of course I've seen it. They're representative of uh, the folly of success. Wow. So you... You can't, you, can't, you can't raise to that level of success at anything without being a horrible person. Barry, what happens if... Uh, Cuss words, balls takes off. Cursed wood. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just can't get. I can't. No, get it's it right. fine. You'll, 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 however what many times you need. If your company takes off, and then you become the next Spalding, and oh, you're that successful, I, 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 I could never. I could never become like like Spalding. Trust me. But it, it, filthy well, garbage. Successful wow, people. Geez, you really so you, do not like. You Spalding. only want to reach a certain level of success. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, and, and, and if you if you, these balls get too popular, you will have to consider yourself a disgusting. Well, I'm just I mean, at the beginning of the of the of the company endeavor. I'm just an underdog at this point. Sure. What is the? Wait, perf- it's your company. It's oh yes, it's my company. What is Kirstwood? Perfect amount of success. athletic balls. <laughs> uh, what's the perfect amount of success for Cursed World? It's Kirstwood. The, it's cursed wood. It's with a C. There's two O's. It's just like two words. Cursed wood. Interesting. I I I. The perfect I'm, level of success for 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 me would be to get started. You know, in a world where, well, there's only so much room for the little guy making athletic balls. But I'd like to get my brand out there as well. And if I can uh, get my balls into dicks. You are you doing that on purpose? Do you do you see what you did there? See what I did where? All right, all right. So okay. so if I can get my balls into a dick, <laughs> yeah. I was I was told that I would be treated with with, with respect. No, yeah. we are we. It's uh, that's on us. Right Sorry, there. that's our fault. You oh. go to Oakland Mall. That's the biggest dicks that I know. Yeah, right so, there. Yeah. On the wall, splattered with cursing woods balls. Cursed wood. You'll find my balls in a dick. <laughs> it's very fair. Now, what kind of marketing strategy Dicks. do you have? Uh, like, well, I was hoping to, uh, I might get some input from from YouTube gents. You're uh, We're on sports the internet. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. You have an audience. You have you have influence, and you, you certainly have enough knowledge about the sports world to put on a a fine. Podcast show. Yeah. Such oh, thank you. Mean, You've listened. I've never. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I've never seen uh, an email request to be on the show marked urgent. Mm-hmm. That's true. Capital urgent emergency. And you open it up. It was cuss, cuss words balls needs your help. Well, yes. Oh, that's me. what it said. Cuss world. Curse. I, that was a word I didn't even understand. Cursed wood. Cursed wood. C U R S E D W O O D. Kirsten. So. I was wondering if, if maybe um you know you might be able to give me some input on what what uh, what are the young people looking for in in a sports ball firmness. I prefer. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going basketball, I would get a Spalding. It's got a good grip on it. The Nike. Uh, trust me, Spalding does not have a good grip on their products, <laughs> and I mean that in more way than when than one. <laughs> Did you? Was there something in your past with Spalding? What, what, what is this? Why do you hate Spalding so much? And Wilson, what's going on there? I, well, as 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 I'm sure everyone knows, their 
garbage people <laughs> you running garbage that. companies. <laughs> That's it. This you yes. Well, I used to work for both of them at at, at, at one point. If you must know. Uh, oh, okay. But that has nothing to do with my my view of their company. I, well, I was there. It was a very lovely time, and I I enjoyed them. But uh, the truth the truth of the matter is objectively that they're terrible, awful human beings running just the scummiest of business. Wow, garbage people, garbage. So I would like to offer a a an alternative to their sure. otherwise monopoly on the athletic ball industry. You know, uh, Nike has, uh, their football, that's my favorite. Uh, that's kind of an alternative to Spalding or Wilson. You got, they, they have like a nice grip on it that, uh, a lot of time uh, football gets old, gets worn, can't, can't hold onto it, but Nike one seems to hold up. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll tell, I'll tell you what, if if you get your hands on cursed wood balls, you'll. (laughs) Will what? What? Will What? What? You'll feel the difference. Oh, okay. (laughs) Mine have better handling. Sure. That's still important, right? Ball handling? Yeah, Yeah. of course. Ball handling is a skill unto itself. You you brought us this test product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... that's Are Mm -hmm. all your balls flesh-colored? Or just this... Test well, product. I, usually, I, I, yeah, the, the prototypes. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to okay. the patented highlighter yellow that most yeah. tennis balls are. Right. I, I mean, mean, usually there's like a standard size for tennis balls, but one of these seems to be clearly bigger than the other. Yes, and yeah. also the fuzz on that tennis ball. I mean, first of all, it's flesh colored. That was a choice. It that's not the natural color of any of those materials. So that was a choice. And also, oh, that's natural. The fuzz is much longer and more sparse than on a typical tennis ball. Yes. Well, I haven't I haven't gotten around to, to trimming it down, but I will say that <laughs> is that how Spalding does it. They <laughs> no, go, Spalding wouldn't wouldn't know the fuzz <laughs> on their tennis balls from the hair on their asses. <laughs> so you you get an overly fuzzy tennis ball and then you shave it down to the to the normal amount of fuzziness. Do you think that would do it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, how would you like it? Well kempt. Well kempt. Well, all right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. That's good feedback. Yeah. I'm writing it down. <laughs> that was that's your mouth. That was. It. Oh, sorry. I have this unconscious habit when I jot down notes that I make a sh- sort of scribbling sound. I see. I'll make a note to stop it. <laughs> well, so yes, I, I I'm looking for any feedback on either. Uh, the, the the prototype tennis balls that I've brought I mean, you're going in, or after what's the your... Giants here? You're going after Wilson and Spalding. Oh, That's they're like... going after me! Oh, <laughs> God damn it! Well, if I wanted to start, they're going Wilson. after me. No, you you listen to me. All right. All okay. Right. I've I've been trying. To, I, I've I've put a lot of blood and sweat and tears into my balls, and I <laughs> deserve a fair shot of getting my balls into a dicks. Right now, all you see if you walk into a dicks is is a is a bunch of Wilson and Spalding products. You should be able to find. You should be able to find any any anyone's dicks. Balls, balls. No, anyone's dicks. Anyone's dick should have my balls in it. <laughs> you mean any dick in any town? Any dicks? Dicks? Any dicks? Have you ever in tried just town? sneaking them in? Just putting some some of your balls right there on the on the shelf. Oh yeah. What but if you? I I was quickly expelled from that dicks. <laughs> what if? <laughs> What if you opened up a shop just below a Dick's, and that's where you kept your balls? 
Below the dicks? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's called, like, I don't know, Sax. Sax. Sax Fifth Avenue. Or... Isn't that patented? Probably. Yeah. Testies. Testies. Oh, well, I am there in the test phase. Yeah. See, there you go. There you, go. you get a store. It's a prototype. It's a ball prototype. You get it right below a dick, sporting goods, and you call it testies. Yeah. They're T-E-S-T-I-E-S, testies. testies. These are my testies. These are my testies. I, have, I, don't, I haven't quite solved the equation yet. These balls might not be exactly the way you want them to be, but they're my testies. Oh, yes. All right. Take them yeah. or leave them. Sure, sure, sure. Very interesting. Oh, you're writing that down. Just a quick jot and a note. All right. Well, um, are there any other kind of balls that are out there that um, maybe are newer, hipper, younger? Oh, man. There's probably um, some kind of hipster ball that I don't what's know a, about. What's you lacrosse? Know, yeah, or rugby. Right? Lacrosse? What's lacrosse? It's Ooh. a solid rubber ball that, that bounces all over the oh, place. No, it's, I mean, like, what is it? It's a Native American sport. Oh, wow. It's an indigenous sport with uh, nets on sticks. It's like grass hockey. <laughs> grass hockey. Okay. And um, what do uh, people expect out of these balls? Um, they, they, they're they uh, they're Native American. It's like a about a like a good handful. Um, and Uncontrollable, it's, unpredictable. Yeah. yeah, they're hard. Write this down. Hard. Uh, not like a not like a, a tennis ball or a racquetball. There, there's no like, there's no give to it when you squeeze. Yeah. If you got hit in the face with one of these balls, you're no knocked dice. out. No yeah. thanks. No, no problem for you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, good. Native yeah. American lacrosse balls. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Firm, firm hit to the noggin. Firm indeed. Uh, well, I know um, that you you have a limited time here. And do you have any more questions for our guest, Mr. Chris? I still want in the unlikely would on on the unlikely scenario that you somehow get to a point where you are competing. Actually competing with Spalding and Wilson, and you've reached that level of success. I still want to know what you're going to do to yourself, because you have said if you are that successful, you're a garbage person. Well, um, yes, I suppose if I were able to reach that peak at that point, um, I might have to take a look at myself and realize that I'm on top. And at that point, maybe just drop my balls. Uh, All right. I mean, thank I you, Mr. Cluster. Mr. Clusterfuck. Barry Custer. Cursed Wood. Cursed Barry Custer. Custard. Barry Custer. Can you uh, do me a favor? Sure. If I leave these business cards here, will you <laughs> hand them out to your friends? Sure, sure will. we definitely will. Okay, it's Cursed Wood. Cursed Wood's athletic balls. Oh, fair enough. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Just a small stack. <laughs> I'll write down my my phone number on the back. You wait. Why your? It's your why business it, card. I, yeah. Why isn't your phone number on them already? I, sometimes okay. I don't want people to have my personal phone number. It's just just, says, just your name. So just just my name. Athletic balls. It says these are identification cards for registered sex offenders. He wants us. He wants to do his dirty work. All right. Well. I'm Matt Penridge. I'm Andy Reid. And this has been Fumbling Around.